So I'm very excited for this series that we're in. It's called Here as in Heaven, and we're talking all about prayer. And prayer is one of the most important things that we can talk about together as followers of Jesus because it's how we grow in our relationship with Jesus. It's one of the things that we have to do if we're going to look at our lives and say, I want to grow in a relationship with Jesus. Well, you have to pray. You have to learn how to talk to God. And so we read scripture. That's part of it as well. We are gathered together here on Sundays. That's part of it. Being in groups is part of it. But a crucial part of our daily life and walk with Jesus is are we communicating with God? And so we're going to be talking about questions of how do I pray? What happens when I pray? And even why should I pray? And so last week, uh, we talked about what it means to adore God, to give adoration to God. And this week, we're talking uh, specifically about um, just what, petitioning God for the needs that we have in our lives. And so we read in the book of Luke last week that the disciples came to Jesus and said, Teach us to pray. It's like one of the only times they came and said, teach us. Usually Jesus is saying, I want to teach you. I want to tell you about this. But they said, teach us to pray. And so we read in Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer. We read it last week. And we're going to be reading that every single week because it's how Jesus taught us how to pray. And so we're going to read it together in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. It says this, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And so that is the Lord's Prayer. You might know it in a different version. If you grew up in church, you probably memorized it in a different, um, different translation. But this is a New Living Translation. And so that's what we throw up on the screen. But the Lord's Prayer, it's good to memorize But if that's the extent of your prayer life is just reciting that prayer over and over, then your prayer life is missing something, a genuineness of you speaking to God what is happening in your life. And so what we are doing is using the Lord's Prayer to look at different aspects of prayer, kind of like a prayer toolbox. And so last week we focused on um, some specific verses on the specific part of our Father in Heaven, how we need to adore God and give Him adoration because He is our Father in Heaven. And then week two today we're focusing specifically on give us today. Give us today our daily bread. What do we need to ask God for on a daily basis? What do we need to, when we're having prayer requests or we're having things that we want or need from God, how do we make those requests? And so we've all heard the word petition before. Maybe you've been online on Facebook and seeing a change.org thing where you like sign to like, I'm writing my name against this. You know, the one I saw this week was to get the Seattle City Council to look at the new um, Soto Arena for the Sonics. And so people are like, I want them to change their mind. And so you could sign your name on there and promote that if you wanted and get other people to sign it. But it's also, you know, in our state, sometimes we have to sign a petition to get a certain amount to make a, a referendum or initiative to be voted on later. And so, but basically the whole idea is you get multiple people to start to make change. And the cool thing about prayer when we're petitioning God is it's us petitioning one spiritual being of God to make change in our lives. And so it's an impact that we can have when we're just speaking to God plainly. And so today we're focusing specifically on the prayers that we have 
between ourselves and God. We'll talk next week about intercession and praying on the behalf of other people like we do so often. But today is going to be very specific about what we pray about when we are praying, God, please do this in my life specifically for me right now in this situation, etc., etc. And so to bring this aspect of prayer to life, we're going to be looking at a story in Mark 10. And so this is going to, story is going to show us how we can, why God wants to hear from us. And so let's read it together. It says this, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, that's a cool name, this Bartimaeus and Timaeus, cool, and was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go, for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Isn't that a crazy story? A blind man walks up to Jesus, and Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? And it's like, you have to think, you'd know when a blind man is walking towards you. Jesus, the Son of God, sees a blind man, someone stricken with blindness, and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? I have to imagine the guy, like, if it was me, I'd be like, duh, I want to see. It's like, you know, I'm sitting before you, Jesus. Duh, I want to see. And so it's like, well, why did Jesus want to hear from him? Why did Jesus want to be asked? And for the man to say, Jesus, I want to see. My rabbi, my teacher, my leader. That's what he was saying. I want to see. And so Jesus most certainly could have just healed Barnabas as we walked by. But it's crazy that this story shows that Jesus could see the blind man in front of him, but he still asked, what do you want me to do for you? And so there's some lessons in prayer we can get from the story, but the main thing that we want you to leave today with is that God wants to hear about what is going on in your life. That's the big idea today, is that God wants to hear what is going on in your life. Imagine Jesus just standing right here, right in front of you, and saying to you, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus sees everything about you. He knows all your dirty laundry. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strength. He knows who you are to the deepest part of your soul. But yet Jesus is standing in front of you saying, what do you want me to do for you? He still wants to hear from us. And so that's what's going on when we pray. If you leave today and you don't, feel the urge to just tell God what is going on in your life, if you have never maybe done that before because you're too scared or you don't think God would care, I just want you to know that God cares about your every aspect of your life, your everyday decisions, every breath you take. He's giving it to you saying, be blessed. Here's a good gift for you. God loves you. He cares for you and wants the deepest relationship possible with you, but we'll never have that if we don't sit down and communicate with him. 
Bartimaeus started off this story on the side of the road, and he finished the story following Jesus on that same road. And in between, there's things that Bartimaeus did. He had the faith to petition God. He threw off everything off himself. There's going to be nothing that was going to separate him from Jesus and coming up to him. He communicated his need, and he found healing. And so from the mundane things in our lives, the daily things that we would say, why do I need to ask God for that? Why do I need to give that to God? To the extra extravagant big miracles that we might be praying for, God cares about us communicating with him. He wants to know you. Our needs and our requests are only one aspect of prayer, but as we're following in the way of Jesus, it's so important for us to know how much God cares to give him everything that is inside our lives, because he wants to know all of us. He wants to know what is happening. He wants to be involved in your decisions with your family. He wants to be involved when you're going through a rough time at work. He wants to be involved in everything of who we are if we are going to define ourselves. God wants to be a part of it. And so today's thoughts unpack this importance today and the reason and application of petitionary prayer. And so thought one today is that God gives good gifts. And so you might be here today surprised that God wants to have this sort of relationship with you, that maybe constant communication is never something that you've thought about with God, where, you know, like, I pray to God on Sundays, but the rest of the day I don't, you know, I don't need to pray because I got my life handled. But we sometimes, we need, just have to sit there and wonder, God, I just want to give you everything. I just want to tell you all about me. Why pray if we don't think that God can and will actually do something with our prayers? We pray because we know that God is faithful and we believe that somehow, some way, God's connecting, whether it's coming from our mouths or being something written on a piece of paper, that God sees this prayer and that it matters to him and that he's going to do something with it and that change is going to happen from that. That's why we pray. Bartimaeus had faith to be healed. He asked to be healed, and Jesus healed him. And so when we let God's love shape our faith, we begin offering these prayers about our daily lives and about what's going on with who we are. It's a part of our spiritual maturity as we begin to take steps in that. God, I'm going to give you more of my day. I'm going to give you more where it's like, you know, I used to only pray for the big things, but now I'm praying for the small things because the small things matter to God. And so, but we say this, God gives good gifts. Where do we get that idea? Well, it comes from Jesus, and it comes from Matthew 7, the next chapter of this section of Scripture that we're reading about. And so, verses 7 and 11 says this, and this is Jesus saying, he says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if you children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, I don't know how you grew up, but the way I was growing up, thankfully my parents didn't give me bologna sandwiches in between two pieces of rock. And, like, when I had fish sticks, thankfully they didn't do a switcheroo and give me, like, fried snake instead of the fish that Jesus is talking about here. 
But the truth is, when growing up, when your parents ask, when you, you as kids ask your parents for stuff, they know whether they're going to give it to you or not. If I ask, hey, I'm hungry, can I have lunch? Yes. Can I have a cake for lunch? No. You know, it's like you, there's different degrees on what your parents are going to give you, but they're going to give you good gifts according to the plan that they want you to live by. And so growing up, one of the things like I would continually ask for is an N64, a Nintendo 64. I so wanted to play Mario Kart, and that was just my thing. But it was always one thing or another. Nope, that's not, you know, you're too young, you're too young. You know, whatever, every other reason that my dad could think to not have to, like, spend $150 for me, he was going to keep telling me this. Until finally, I broke his back, and not literally, but uh, I just said, please, can I? And so finally, he relented, and I got my Nintendo 64. But he made sure that I knew the rules, that I couldn't play it if I still had homework or if I had still chores to do around the house. And so he made sure that I could handle it before I got it. So sometimes we need to think about this in prayers. When we're petitioning God for things in our lives, we have to understand that God has a plan for our lives. And not every time we come and say, God, I want this or God, I want that. He's going to say, yes, totally. First, first question, you get it. But he knows whether we're ready for stuff. He knows whether that's the right course of our plan. And he knows because especially if we're in this pattern of us telling God what is going on in our lives, we begin to know and feel how that relationship works. Is that I know that I'm mature enough in my prayers that I know I'm not going to pray for that, but I'm going to pray for this. And if that's not the answer, I'm going to keep praying and keep praying just like this says, keep on asking until God has relented. And so when Jesus says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, it's not just a one-time thing. It's not even just like a once-a-week thing. It's, we need to think more like daily. Like daily coming before God and keep on asking for the things that we want God to work on in our lives. These prayer directions of Jesus are in the present tense, implying that they are consistent and expectant prayers given to God over time. Like you've put in the effort to bring God these prayers and petitions. So daily I'm coming before God asking, seeking, knocking for the requests that I'm trusting him with. So what, what, what am I talking about here? So when I'm, when I'm just doing my daily prayer life, there's four main categories in a specific order that I like to pray to God for. And the first thing is my relationship with God. I just ask God, God, please just help my relationship with you to grow. The next thing I ask for is my relationship with Danny, my wife. I say, God, please help me to grow in my relationship with my spouse. Three is my relationship with other people. And so for some of you, that might be kids, that might be friends, family. But God, please help me in my relationship with other people that I would know steps to take in whatever the situation that might be had. And so then number four is we have our daily needs, my finances and my necessities. You bring those things before God because those are important, and we bring those to God. And so one of the things— it's a pretty basic, well-rounded list of things that I'm trusting God for. But what if we want to delve into luxuries? What if we want to just say, God, I want you to bless me with a big house, or I want to be blessed with a good car. And so it was like, that's not bad. I'm just going to stand up here and say, that's not a bad thing to say. God wants to hear everything. If you want a car, that is awesome. 
God gives good gifts, and if we think more and more that everything we have is a blessing from God, the better off we're going to be able to use those gifts and those, the money and the financial situation that we're in, the more we're going to say, yes, God has given me everything, and I want to give him praise and adoration and thanks for those things. But I don't want you to just, you know, like think that, whoa, he said I can ask for luxuries. He said I can pray for this and God's just going to give them to me. And there's different churches around the country that would say, ask for everything, name it and claim it and you get it and like you're blessed for it. And that's, you know, shows you how good of a Christian you are is by how much God has given you. And so that is not what I'm here to say today. I'm here to say that God wants to hear everything that is inside of your heart. And if you want a nice car, you can pray for that and work for that. And if that's the plan that God has for you to walk in, then walk in it. But thank God for it and know that it's a blessing from Him. And so today, this, this whole message might sound like we're just talking about, I'm asking for God for things and Jaden's up there telling me how to get it. And it's like, that's sort of what I'm talking about. But this is part of a six-part series. We're talking about all the different aspects of prayer. And so in coming weeks, we're going to be talking really specifically about what it means when God doesn't answer your prayer. And it's going to be a tough week for some people. We're also talking about your will be done, God, and that's part of it too. We're talking about praying for other people, which is so important in intercession. And so this today might sound like, wow, he's just praying like, I'm going to pray for something and I know I'm going to get it today. And yes, that's what I'm talking about and believing for things but we can't think that that's the only aspect of our prayer. Because the, the time we start doing that, then we're going to get distracted and our relationship with God will become imbalanced even. And so just like as our relationship with other parents, as we mature with God, we understand more about what I'm asking for and why God blesses me. And something I just want to say in regards to when we pray for those luxuries and pray for those things that might just be beyond, like, maybe there's just huge dreams that we might have. Why do we always jump, when we're talking about luxuries, to things that our money can buy, or when we think about our possessions? But what if we begin to think about the luxury of being rich in our relationship with God? What if we begin to think about the luxury and being rich in our relationship with our spouses? And what if we thought about, like, the luxury of being rich in a relationship with our kids. And that changed how we even look at our finances, or that changed how we even look at how much money we have in our bank account, because we know what's most important. Where our prayers turn from, God, I really want to go on this awesome vacation. Please send me on this like vacation. Help me to find enough money to do this. But begin to change our prayers and say, God, show me how to love you better. Over the next year, could I grow in my relationship with you so much that someone would look at me and say, wow, he is rich. He has like wealthy in his relationship with God. Or when we're hanging out with people, you leave a house after something and you would look at another couple and say, wow, they are rich in their relationship with another. You can really tell they love each other. Or with families where you could say, wow, like they are rich in their relationship as a family. And so sometimes that changes the way we pray, and specifically when we're talking about those big prayers for luxury things, like if I want a bigger house or if I want a nice car. Those are the two things I keep hitting on because, like, I don't have a nice house and I don't have a nice car. So it's like 
telling you my um, personal needs up here. But for an example, me and Danny went on a vacation to Hawaii um, last month, and it was luxurious. It was fun to be on the island and experience island life. But you leave that vacation, and you would say, I would say, I hope she would say this too, the luxury of it comes from our relationship growing with one another. And the cool thing is, is that we don't have to go to Hawaii to have that luxury. We can have that if we put in the time and the prayer and the investment. We can have that luxury and that amount of wealth in our relationship, no matter where we're at. No matter how much money we're investing, we can have that if we've chosen to do that. And so it's a perspective change. And we'll be talking about that later. But may our prayers be, God, give me good gifts for the things and areas in my life that matter most. And so that's just what I want to say about that. But thought two is that our answer is not always yes. You know, asking you will receive what Jesus said, that seems very straightforward. But as we grow in our prayer life, we understand that not everything we pray for happens just because we say it. Our answer is not always going to be yes. And so I want you to think of a, a stoplight. There's three different options when you pull up to a light. You got the green light, go, go through, you may, you may pass. Um, depending on your, uh, how you look at things, yellow either means slow down, you're about to stop, or it means speed up and get through the intersection before it turns red. And then you have red, which means stop. And so we can look at answers in prayer in these different categories. Green light, obviously, yes, we pray for something and it happens Maybe it's a miracle that happens, and you're like, yes, like, I prayed for something, and I saw direct impact from it. It's like, when those things happen, it just means the world to, like, your relationship with God, because you just see the cause and effect of our prayer. And so we celebrate, and we honor God when those things happen. That's like, when we are talking about last week, adoration, that's, like, so easy when we pray for stuff, and it happens. But so then you have yellow lights, and I like to think of that as like an answer to prayer is not yet. You know, it's a yellow light, not yet. It's not necessarily a no, but it's not definitely not a yes. And so I like to think it's about waiting and persevering. And so what I like to think, especially in this specific, here's a little thought. is like when you set up a set of dominoes, you set up one by one, by one, by one, by one, until you have a huge line. I don't know if you've ever been on YouTube. You've seen, like, huge, like, room full of domino sets that just go crazy, and it's awe-inspiring to see, like, how much time invested into these domino sets. You're like, that guy must have been working on that for at least a whole week straight just to record it for one minute of glory of, you know, seeing that domino first one fall and then seeing it just move across, like, the whole room to the finish, to the final domino. And so when we're talking about praying and not getting a yes or a no, it's a lot like stacking dominoes. Whereas like I put in the time and investment to pray, but I still don't have an answer. I put in the time and investment to pray again. I still don't have an answer. This is just stacking dominoes. Where it's like prayer by prayer by prayer, they just keep stacking on one another until a point 
when one falls and you just see the whole thing come down. And this, I would say, is even better for your relationship with Jesus because you get to see the culmination of like a lifetime of prayer. And for some people, specifically what I thought of is when we're praying for people to find God, people who don't know him, and we're praying for people to find God, and we're just saying, God, please show this person your love for them. And this might be a family member, a co-worker, a loved one, and we just continue to pray, God, please show yourself to be present in this person's life over and over and over. But yet there's no, like, headway. And so we're just stuck. And we wonder, God, are you in this situation? So we keep stacking dominoes. Until like that moment where maybe they come to church with you or you, you're in a conversation and they're just like, man, I really want to know who God is. Like when you feel that sense of like months or years of prayer just falling on top of you in that moment when that happens, there's nothing better than that feeling. So I want to encourage you, if you're in a moment of waiting, keep praying, persevere. But then you come to times where the answer is just no. And so oftentimes we may think that a no means God's not hearing us. And so in times of no, that's where we have to look back and know that God loves us. That we have to just get into even a huddle and just in our minds and say, God, I know you love me. I know you love me. And so sometimes knowing that we've been heard, that's enough to get us through. Psalm 41 through 3, it's not on the screen, but it's like my life verse, I would say. But it starts off like this. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. And so I'm crying almost, not really crying yet, but because for like the last two and a half years, this has been the story of my life, like no prayer. It was yellow, but then it turned red, definitely red. And it involves, like, my mom just praying for her healing, and it didn't happen from brain cancer. And so you don't know the toll that that can take on your prayer life. Where, like, I say, like, when you, you're in the yellow moment of a yes or a no, and you just begin to give God those things, but if it turns green, that's awesome— it could be almost as bad the negative way when we get that no. When it just didn't happen. And so we're going to be talking about more of that in two weeks. And I don't have to do that whole talk. And so that's a teaser. But it hurts. And so it's all involved. But So I just want you to know that like in those moments, that's where you just have to know that I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. But he didn't necessarily say yes. And so those are the moments where you just have to trust God and know that he loves you. And so it was really interesting. About a month ago, me and Danny went to a funeral, and the lady who, who had passed away died exactly a year to the day that my mom died from the exact same thing. <laughs> and I didn't know this when I was going to the funeral. And so it was just like a ton of bricks, just like, boom! Like, you know, like you feel, like you feel it in your stomach and you're like, holy cow, like I know exactly what this family's going through. And so I just remember telling Danny afterwards, I said, I just didn't realize 
how accustomed you get to praying for something and the answer is no, that it can totally distort even your view of God where you think like everything you pray for is a no. But I'm here to tell you that that everything is not a no. Most things are a yes if we choose to give him everything of our lives. And so there's power in perspective if we choose to persevere even when we know the answer might be no. And so that takes us to the thought three today, is that the more we pray, the more our perspective changes. And I really, really, when I was thinking about this, what this means is I'm not a huge baseball fan. I like the Mariners when they're good, so not this season. But I was really thinking about the Mariners and baseball in general, in that no other sport is doing something a third of the time considered, like, really good, you know? Like, I was looking at Ken Griffey Jr.'s um, stats yesterday just as a, a, an explanation. He only had, I say only, but a .284 batting average, which basically means that he only got on base about 28% of the time, which, you know, if I was in school, that's an F. And so I'm like, with baseball, there's just this sense of like, okay, everyone's failing out here, just they're better failures than other people. I mean, if I get, I would have a zero, and Ken Griffey Jr. only hit 28% better than I did. And so that's just how I've looked at baseball before. And so sometimes when we're looking at prayer, we have to think in terms of almost baseball sometimes, that every single prayer is a swing. And it all depends on the game that you're in and the perspective that you have to say whether or not you're a successful prayer or not. And so I'm not trying to say that, you know, only 28% of our prayers are going to happen. That's not, that's not how prayer works. It's just us giving our lives to Him and us seeing the work over a course of time as we begin to pray. But when you have these Hall of Famers in the Baseball Hall of Fame, I just look and I say, man, like, uh, if you just did a third of the time, you would be a really awesome baseball player, probably in the Hall of Fame, no matter what, if you had a career where you hit a third of the time. And then you just sit back and you say, man, with my prayers, am I taking those daily swings and just giving God my prayers? Am I just saying, God, I pray that you help me get to this place safe. I, I pray that you would just, you know, be with me and Danny today. Give us our daily bread. And when's the last time I said that in the morning and then took time during each meal to say, God, thank you for my daily bread. Thank you. Because the more that we give to God in our daily aspects of prayer, the more that we get to say thank you for when those prayers actually come to fruition. And then you begin to gain perspective and you gain understanding and you gain that perseverance to know that when you're in those red light or the yellow light moments, that I'm going to still pray. I'm going to keep stacking those dominoes until the point where they fall. I'm going to choose to take swings over and over and over with God, even for the little, the mundane, and the trivial, so that I can know more about this perspective that God wants me to have. Prayer is communicating with God how things are from my perspective, while He teaches me how things are from His perspective. 
And that's vitally important for us to know, is that the more we pray, the more our perspective begins to change. Prayer can be as simple as us just telling God what we're doing today. At the end of the day, if you just did something as simple as, God, here's the moments that I thought were awesome today. Here's the moments where I could have done better. And here's some specific things that I'm praying for. And then you take the night to sleep and you wake up in the morning and you say, God, I give you my day. I just pray for my daily bread. I pray for the interactions that I'm going to have with other people. Simple prayers of reflection at night, but looking forward in the morning can really change our perspective on how God answers our prayer on a daily basis when we choose to give those things to him. And so we have a plan for petitionary prayer. And so there's four key aspects. The one is we want to pray with others. I love when there's moments during worship here at Open Life when you can just tell people are praying. They might not be praying together, but they're just praying, whether they're singing the words or whether just, you know, praying, God, do something in my life today. Every Sunday is an opportunity to pray with others. Groups is an opportunity to pray with others. Your families is an opportunity to pray with others, and I encourage you to take advantage of that. Number two is we want to pray incrementally. Put your requests into steps for maybe those big things that you're praying for God, and just say, God, I don't just pray for the big thing. I pray for the little steps that have to happen in order to see the big miracle. And that's not going to work for all cases, but a lot of times we can. God, I pray for just this huge, what are it's like, I'm just trying to think of the most, like, biggest thing you have. Maybe it's like a relationship with um, a daughter or a son. And you just, every day you may say, God, I want to have a better relationship with my kids. Well, pray for a step that would get you to do that. God, show me how I can serve my son or daughter today. Whatever it is, but create incremental steps to be able to pray those big miracles. Number three, we want to pray specifically, and that kind of goes along with the last one. But instead of just saying, God, give me a good day today, give me a good day at work, ask God specifically what would make a good day at work. God, help me in my relationship with this specific coworker. Show me how to love them better. That's very specific, and it meets your need. And so when we're talking about specifics, Matthew 6, 7 through 8 says, Jesus said this right before the Lord's Prayer. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. God knows what you're going to ask Him, but He still wants to hear it from you. So be specific. Like, be specific with what you're praying. And finally, pray systematically. And basically by that, I just mean if you fail to plan in your prayer life, you plan to fail in your prayer life. And so we've set, last week we told you about the PRAY acronym. And it stands for Praise, Repent, Ask, and Yield. God, I praise you for who you are. Talking to like adoration that we talked about last week. I repent of the things that I know that I've done wrong. Just confession to God. And then finally, ask. And that's what we've been talking about today is I ask you, God, to meet me in my life for these specific situations. And then finally, yield. And that's just where we say, God, your will be done. And that's what we're going to be hitting on in two weeks is what it means to let God's will be done even when our prayers aren't answered.
And so today the action point is very simple. Uh, petition God for what is happening in your life. And so maybe you've never sat down and just did a diagnosis of your life to say, God, what can I pray and talk to you about today? Where you would just look down the very basic, smallest thing in your life to say, God, I pray for my health, even though I'm not sick. I pray for my every breath, even though I take those for granted. If we pray for our breath, that's like a lot of opportunities every day to give God thanks for the breath that he just gave you. And when we do that more and more and more, our perspective completely changes. And then when we hit a roadblock, we can look back on the totality of the nature of God and say, in this moment, I'm getting a no, but I'm resting on the times that God has said yes and the time that he loves me and the times that he's given me the good gifts in my life. When we tell him even the mundane things, the things that we know will happen, our faith is built because we get to thank him for it. We're putting in those swings, we're stacking those dominoes on a daily basis saying, God, meet me in my need. And so today, you have the opportunity on the back of your Connect card, you could write a prayer request of something that is deeply personal about your life that you're praying to God for. Maybe if you're in a yellow moment season or maybe you've had a red and you're trying to deal with the aftermath of that. Maybe your trust in God is lacking because of something that just did not happen that you'd been praying for. If you want to do that, like Thad said last week, we pray for those with you. We don't pray for those because we have the magic prayers. Prayer is everything that we're all taught to do by Jesus. He wants to hear from you, just like he wanted to hear from Bartimaeus, the blind man. Yes, I want to see Jesus. So that's what we come at today when we're giving our requests to God. Just think about those things today as we grasp what it means to petition God for the things that are happening in our lives. God, I just pray simply today that we would give you our lives. If there's people here that have just never taken the step to follow you, to say like, I'm choosing to follow you, Jesus. I pray today that this would be the day. But they would just say, I want to know what this relationship is. I want to know what it means to, to pray and just give you my all, to give you everything that's inside of me, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would begin to meet needs and meet prayers in those aspects, God. But for those of us who might be on this journey, maybe different varying degrees of giving you our lives in prayer, God, I pray, Lord, that each and every day for this next week specifically, that we would do that, that we would look at our lives and say, God, what can I pray for you today so that I can see your hand moving in my life, that I can get into this repetitive habit of just coming before you and telling you what's going on in my life. And I pray, Lord, that as this happens, that it would be met with your Holy Spirit to see just action moving through our lives, to see tangible aspects of the things that we prayed for happening in our very physical true and real lives that are happening each and every day, God. And if we don't have the words to pray, words to pray, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come behind us to pray those prayers that are too deep for words. 
that in the end that we would still know that you love us and you're holding us in your hand. And God, that's our prayer today. We want to give our lives to you each and every day. So we ask this in your name. Amen.